0: Better Golf Pod Nation. I hope everyone out there is doing well this week. If you're new to the show, I'm your host, T.F. Sports. I'm here with my partner, Sticks Picks, and the two of us will be taking you through the DFS embedding boards to discuss some of our favorite values and fades for this week's WM Phoenix Open. Nick, you aren't going to fool me twice on this in back-to-back years on me getting the name wrong. Called it the Waste Management Open last year, got into some trouble on some shows of doing that, so... Uh, not going to fall for that one. Again, it's the WM Phoenix Open. But before we get into all of that information, I want to talk to everyone a little bit about Underdog Fantasy, one of the top up-and-coming sites where you can play and hold real money drafts against either friends or random opponents. We continue to be in discussion with them about creating week-long contests, but you can still sign up for their best ball tournaments or even play daily contests throughout the entire event. Those options are available for all sports. And you can sign up today over at Underdog with the code BGP to get a 100% match bonus of up to $100. If you have any questions about all the great perks of Underdog, please feel free to contact me on Twitter at T-Off Sports. Nick, you know, it's funny. We were just joking about this before we went on air. We talked about this last week that we needed 54 holes to get some of these outrights across the finish line. I guess money speaks for the PGA Tour. I don't know if you gave them a little bit of money under the table here to get this event short. And I know Wyndham was pushing for that hard on Saturday night and Sunday morning from what I was seeing with, uh, certain players tweeting that like, you know, he wanted to have the title given to him. So, uh, very nice first hit of the season. Like it doesn't matter how we got it. I'm going to take the profit. However it is, whether it's 54 holes or 72 holes. So, uh, Uh, Talk to us a little bit about the Wyndham Clark. Yeah,
1: how funny is that shit? Well, one, great call for you. I know uh, I had a minimal edge on Wyndham Clark, and you kind of just spoke it into existence, and I was talking about all the GFS screenshots I could have on Saturday night if they would just stop after 54 holes. And sure enough, the week of the pod that I do that complaining, we get 54 holes. Wyndham Clark smashed this for you at 100 to one. I chased at what I get, 90 to 1 or 80 to 1. I think I had. I had him at 76, was my number. I took 80 to 1 on points bet. Yeah. So fantastic week. I did not have any other plays. I just went or I did have other plays. I had Tom Kim, which I hated that ticket. I mentioned that on the podcast. Sanjay M. We'll talk about him in a minute. JT, I think JT was right there. And then also one more thing. It's now Oberg. How many Ludwig names are we going to get? I'm done taking it seriously. If Action Network or anybody else says, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm <laughs> I'm going with Oberg. That's it. It was Aberg, then it was Auberg, then it was Opair. Now it's back to Oberg. Uh, so I, I I can't I'm done. There's been four pronunciations in four months. I'm sticking with the last one I heard that PJ Radio was just a, saying all week long Oberg. We good? We passed this?
0: I mean, I saw Immelman tweeting about it. That Ludwig, Ludwig. I, I mean, I, I I can't even get any of his names right at this point. Uh, it, it's just, I'll figure out some nickname for him. Like <laughs> this has become just a problem.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he's just fucking with us. That'd be hilarious. Just tell <laughs> tells a new reporter. You know, actually, you know, i you know, you guys just got it wrong, and I've been letting it slide. And, you know, it's actually, you know, Oberg. I don't know. Something fucked up. But, yeah, love it. Last week was great. Another MME smash for me. Uh, not as good as it should have been. I had I finished eighth in that MME contest, so I've been just surrounding myself in the top ten. I'm glad they called it, but I had Matt Fitzpatrick in that lineup as what I thought would be a little bit of high upside, higher price leverage, and the dude shoots four over on Saturday. Everybody else in that lineup went absolutely nuts. Obviously, it had Wyndham Clark, uh, Mark Hubbard. I think I was talking to a couple of people on Twitter about him, especially in cash, just because, you know, it's no cut. I think using some cheap guys in these no cut events are probably going to be a good way to do things. But other than that, is there anything you want to touch on last week? I know it was awesome. You know, we don't need to beat a dead horse. If you just go on Twitter and see all the success that you had last week, it's fantastic to see that. But I am relatively excited for the Phoenix Open, I don't really know if I love this field. Uh, it kind of sucks that it's as watered down as it is. I know for the fans, it's probably more of a fan event than it is a player event, it, especially if it's not, you know, an elevated event. I could see why you know Hovland drops out, Xander drops out, Phoenix um, not even in the field. So like guys like that, just not doing it. Get ready for Riviera, but you know, with how much fun the fans have there, I feel like it's kind of a it's kind of a miss that the PGA just. Maybe didn't. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know how the scheduling and all that stuff works. So either way, it'll be fun to watch on TV, but I wish some more players were there. And honestly, I hate to say his name again. I thought this getting out of POA with how good his ball striking is right now, it probably would have been a great spot for Fino to make a run at this place.
0: Yeah, we've seen it historically here, too. I mean, he almost captured the title a handful of years ago. Should have won that tournament over Webb Simpson. Yeah, um,
1: absolutely should have. I know yeah. that you're probably happy with the other way around, but... <laughs>
0: Uh, I think that was one of the weeks where I did not bet Webb and I be- I had a Tony Finau ticket, so that ended up being an unfortunate situation there. But uh, yeah, I-, I think anytime you see this trending form that we currently have from Tony Finau, you're a hot putter one week away. Sometimes it's as simple as just switch the surface. Uh, unfortunately, he's not here. I think it's unfortunate that a lot of guys are not here. That removal from the field of Hovland and Xander. It's going to make DFS ownership really consolidate into probably the same couple spots. Um, I don't have updated ownership projections right now. We're filming this show a little bit earlier than we normally do. So uh, we're going to, at least, I I don't know what kind of numbers you have, Nick, but I will be flying a little bit more by the seat of my pants, I guess here, and kind of just talking about players that I like. Um, You know, those are discussions that we can have over the next, 24 plus hours of where the ownership ends up moving. I think I have a pretty good general idea of that. A guy like Justin Thomas is going to be very popular. I can't tell you exactly where I think he's going to land right now, but, um, I think when you remove two of those golfers in that exact range, it it does naturally make guys like Justin Thomas, who's been very successful here, probably going to be the most popular players player on the board. So, um, it makes things Maybe a little bit more challenging from a DFS perspective, just because I I really like Thomas this week. And one of the only reasons why I could find to fade him would be because of the ownership percentage. But as I said, these are discussions that will be able to be more figured out over the next 24 hours or so.
1: Yeah, no doubt. We'll just kind of go through the board a little bit more of in terms of guys that we just like at the surface. Um, I'll always do my little Twitter thing of who I'm overweight and fading and all of that good stuff once the ownership becomes a little more settled. But real quick, uh, betting card for me, I just took out rights at the moment. I am looking to take on a couple guys in matchups that just haven't been posted yet. So I will discuss that maybe more in the Action Network show if you guys want to check over there. And Spencer will do the course breakdown so we don't need to be repetitive and everything that we do here online. But here's my card so far. I have .5 at risk. Everybody is a bomb for the most part. And I am yeah. i don't know where to go at the top of the board. This is the first time that my numbers have pulled the weighted odds. So, you know, it's usually it's like 70% of what I would open a sports book at. And then 30% of the market that I respect baked into those numbers. This is the first time I've had anybody sub six to one. I have Scotty at, you know, plus 580 pretty much. Yeah. So damn near five to one. Now, if you bake in what the... Hold percentages is on the league, legal market. Scotty is pretty much going to be like, you know, plus 490, five to one. So maybe a tiny edge on Scotty Scheffler. If I can get, you know, I guess I can get five to one at FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM, Caesars. I think they're all posting that. I, I just, I guess I find it very hard to believe that Scotty doesn't win. So maybe I think what I'm going to do, because I again only like to use usually one unit in outright bets, wait. And hopefully he gets out of the gate a little slow and I can get a seven or an eight to one. I'd, I'd like a little higher because I don't want to put more than a half unit on him. But that's kind of where I'm at. I'm in a weird place, but I took Scott Stallings at 200 to one. Don't really like that ticket. I think he's better DFS play because there's somebody else at the same price at a higher number to win that I think is in better form and has a well-rounded game in graced sig at 400 to one on points. But I think that's a horrible number. My number has him at worst, like if I weight down what he does well, which I think fits this course well, I'd have him at 270 to 1. So again, once you put this in decimal system, you know, for implied probabilities, it's not a huge edge at 400 to 1, but it's still a big edge. Uh, JT Poston at 35 to 1, I hate that ticket. There's always one ticket I punch early in the week, but I love it. I don't really like JT Poston that much. I think he's fine. Um, I don't think he could win, but... Daniel Berger, 150 to 1. My numbers don't love Daniel Berger, especially after what he did at the Farmers when I chose him instead of Zeltorus, which is a big L on my end that week, um, even though I think it was a good week DFS wise. But let's see, Berger. I have him at 120 to 1 at the worst. I saw Circa had 60 to 1. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Daniel Berger, you have the upside. It is a watered down field. If for some reason the Farmers was just a uh, blip the radar and you get more of the ball strike numbers we saw at Amex, I'll take a guy like Daniel Berger at 150 to one. Then one of my favorite plays, Kirk Kitayama 90 to one. I have him at 76 to one. I think Kitayama is absolutely lighting his irons on fire right now. Puts very well on Bermuda in comparison to just, you know, his downside as a putter, but in terms of ball striking form has the distance and similar, like he looks to me, the same player as Gary Woodland when he won what did he win in 2019
0: or 17?
1: He won in So I was trying to pull like pull the strokes gain data of winners and try to like form them into somebody that has those numbers for me over the last six months and the last 90 days. Mm-hmm. Or 30 rounds, I should say, in the way that I weight that. And Kitiyama graded out exactly very similar to when Gary Woodland won. I forgot what year it was. I only went back to... 2018. Okay, I think I only went back to 2017. But yeah, Kitiyama is a ball-striking son of a gun right now. Struggling on the greens. Does move away from Poa on the Bermuda, which he has been better on. I guess it's kind of like a hybrid Bermuda. Um, and i played this course. I, I thought the greens were very true. They were just like, for me, coming from Illinois, they were super, super, super fast. I remember I my approach shot on one was to like 10 feet, and I think I four putt. I put my first putt like 20 feet past the hole. I put my next one super short and then missed a, like the 12-footer coming back in the tap in for a double or some shit. It was, it was miserable, but pretty fun spot. Um, thoughts overall? I was close on Vincent Norman. I don't think this guy has... What it takes to win yet. I'd much rather just go heavier on Grayson Sig and try to have like a a year making pick. But really love Kittyama Burgers, whatever to me. Stallings, whatever to me. JT Posen, don't like that one. But Grayson Sig, I like a lot. At sixty seven hundred, I think I'll be super high on him in DFS. Do any of those guys catch your interest?
0: I think this is an interesting tournament for the reasons that you said. If if all of a sudden Sheffler or JT don't win this event, and I'll throw Homa into that mix. My n- numbers like Homa this week. Yeah, sure. I, I think this becomes a wide open s- sort of a tournament where a lot of those guys in the, I mean, let's say 20 to 40 to one range, I think are a little bit overpriced. Like, un- unfortunately, a JT post in for me is one of those answers. Uh, model likes him fine. The numbers are going to like him no matter how you run it, but I had some concerns with his total driving. I have some concerns with his aggression for this course. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit more on action network where I went back and I also back tested things. And one of the things I looked for is there was at least some corollary trend that I found for the past five years. And, uh, you could look at this and say Scheffler's won twice. So, you know, take that for what it's worth there, but players that are aggressive and the way that I ran aggression. So that would be going for the green and, and specific other factors that I weighted into my model. If you weren't inside the top 50 of my model, you weren't winning this golf tournament. You might be posting a top 20. You might be making the cup, but you weren't getting yourself across the finish line. I, I think this is a really high risk reward course where you do need the ability to take chances. I think you need to be aggressive on those situations. The par four 17th. Uh, the drivable one is is one of those situations to where we've seen players lose the event, but at least they've gone yep. for it before. And we see players that that steal the event, like uh, a Brooks Kepka a handful of years ago would be a really prime example of that, where uh, he drives it all the way down, he chips in and, and all of a sudden he goes on and he wins the event. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's at least something to keep in mind when it comes to that. Uh, posting for me was one of those negative decliners, but when you look at this tournament and, and you're trying to find... What happens to the board if one of the favorites doesn't win? And I agree. I think Scotty's a, 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 I mean, if Scotty's going to three like he has positive trajectory in my model for putting here. I think there's a reason why he's found success. If he is the 17th putter, like he is in my model on specific green complexes that were similar that I ran, he's going to win this event for the third time. Like the ball striking is going to get him over the edge every time that the putter is neutral or better. Um, I just worry of what happens to this field and it's has nothing to do with what's happened historically of all these hundred to one plus winners that we've gotten in the last five weeks. I think that that's an overblown narrative. That means nothing right now,
1: but I I do want to get that on record. I am not chasing that. I was just taking, again, this is Tuesday. I usually don't make my card until late Tuesday or this is Tuesday morning. I usually do late Tuesday, if not Wednesday, which a lot of the times I'm getting beat by the market. So I just, won't play much, which is why my betting cards have been very light, but yeah, I just want to be, be uh, on the record there. Cause again, I think Scotty just, this wins this thing.
0: I, I'm afraid of that also, or, or even Justin Thomas pulls this off. Like I, I sure. I'm afraid of one of those favorites winning this event, but uh, I also have a very bottom heavy long shot type of a card. I, I grabbed Corey Connors at 70 to one. That's more into the 60 to one range. Now I got him
1: at 50 flat. I didn't take the ticket, but my numbers, I was very surprised. because I feel like we've been 100% out on Connors every single week.
0: Fading every week. I had Wyndham Clark against him last week, and and I I was impressed by what Connors put together. That was a course that I didn't think suited his game. Uh, That 31st place finish that he put together was much better than anticipated for me. I think that he's one of those golfers where you get this course-specific sort of a skill set. It's why he's won twice at the Valero Texas open ball striking type course. I also think there's similarities to this property, to what we saw at Austin country club for the match play event. Like definitely this is a stroke play tournament, but there are those golfers that I think aggression is going to count. I think the ball striking metrics matter. I think Connors, his price was just too much. I know the form doesn't look great, uh, a very similar situation, maybe not as much as a pronounced answer as I had with Clark last week, because I think Connors is is in a little bit better form than Clark was. But a lot of the trending metrics of how I ran it for TPC Scottsdale really liked him. So um, I agree. I, I think 50 to 1 is more of the proper price there than Anything that we're getting above that, I, I believe you can still find 60 to one in the space if you shop around.
1: Yeah, Fan, FanDuel and Bet365 are laying 60 as we speak. I want to fucking just bail on this JT posting ticket and go higher and go less exposure overall and go to Corey Connors. I think I may do that. I don't think that will let me cash out. But... Never cancel a ticket also, by the way. I work Yeah, can- can- canceling a all ticket. The, feel- all the old timers at the horse track are like, never cancel a <laughs> ticket. And I've seen some people have some you know again yeah don't don't cancel tickets so I do have room for Corey Connors but then again I'm I want to back Scotty so I don't know what to do yeah
0: Yeah, I only have 0.39 units and I mean so I'm trying to keep things open potentially to add a person like Scotty myself but uh I took Akshay Batia at 66 to 1
1: I looked at him I
0: did tons of aggression Tons of ball striking, positive trajectory on these greens. It's like a very similar answer I'm going to give for all these players. I'm just shooting for the upside. And those are the only two tickets that are sub 100 to 1 for me. Um, Eric, Van Royen, Eric Van Royen, 125 to 1. I want to ask you a question before. Uh, I, I actually, got him at 80.
1: I'd press him at 80. Okay, then
0: I think you're going to be in on this ticket. I'll run through this card yes. very quickly. But I want to, I, I, as of this moment, don't have a head-to-head bet. There's one that I'm looking at. I'll touch on it in a second. I want to run it by you before I do. Um, so Van Royen at 125, Adam Svensson at 150, Davis Thompson at 200. Thompson is that boomer or bust mentality. Like you texted me, Nick, and I just saw it this morning. I'm like 24 hours behind on responses right now, apparently. But um, you asked about Cameron Young. I, I, I guess him. I don't. I guess I don't dislike Cameron Young. He was one of five players for me that graded inside the top uh, uh, the top 50, I believe, I ran it in my model. Might have been higher than that even. Um, what did I run it for? Let me go back really fast. I want to get this answer correct because it is an interesting thing for um, Cameron Young here. It's in the top 20 of my model for aggression, weighted scoring, and um, total driving. So there was five players that fit that mold. Cameron Young was one of them. I don't think I'm necessarily as out as I've been in past weeks, but the one answer I'll give about that is if you're looking for that same boom or bust mentality that Cameron Young possesses, I like doing it with Davis Thompson at 200 yep. to one. Uh, so I think he's an intriguing play. And then I keep going back down this route, Jonathan Vegas, 350 to one. I just don't <laughs> think the form is as bad as what it continues to be. Even when we look last week, Like I gave that answer or a couple of weeks ago when he missed the cut at the farmers, um, I gave this answer on that show. Missed the cut by two shots, missed the cut on the number, enters to the farmers for a tournament where he's found a lot of success, blows up with the putter the first day, comes storming back on day two, just can't get himself across the finish line after putting himself damn near last place on the leaderboard. But I don't know, another course where ball striking matters, uh, positive numbers in most of the ways I ran. I think he's a boomer bust play, but. I'm going to unfortunately go back down the road or the route here and take him at 350. Maybe he's a better placement bet. Maybe you can consider that more so as like a top 10 or a top 20. But uh, those are the outrights 0.39 units in play. And then the matchup I want to talk to you about uh, Eric Van Royen minus 106 over Christian Bezadenhout. Do you have any thoughts there?
1: I would have. Van Royen right around minus one fifteen, maybe minus one twenty. So yeah, absolutely, I would take that. I got Bez at eighty six to one, and EVR eighty and EVR grade safer. Surprisingly, that doesn't sound right, but yeah, I will. Yeah, I'm in.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I think that's where I'm going to be going this week. Um, matchups are still entering the market. So I, I would prefer to, you know, wait and see on a lot of these spots, but, um, that's probably going to be one of the plays that I have. So a very limited card right now. I've considered Corey Connors as a top 10, uh, for plus five fifty. you can find that at bet three, six, five, I considered Adam Spenson for a top 10 at uh, 10 to one.
1: Yeah, Svenson. I was texting my buddy yesterday about Svensson, and it's like every time we talk about him, we get him wrong, but I think it's a great core setup. But, yeah, 550 on bet 365 for Corey Connors. I think maybe that's where I'll go. I don't know if I want to bet him in the outright because, again, I'm going to try to do something stupid with Scotty. I'm not in on uh, Akshay. He's the only guy I I looked at that you talked about, but I did not have an edge. I had a significant negative edge. There's something about him. I'm, just, I'm not an Akshay guy. Absolutely love the rest. I love Davis Thompson. I was thinking about him or Scott Stallings for some fucking reason. I chose Scott Stallings, which is the stupidest decision I've made in some time At the same number. Davis Thompson is way more upside and could actually make a putt. Um, I think I'm going to be out on Jonathan Vegas. I love EBR. He is striping the golf ball this season. Um, So I'm in on that. And he's, yeah, his form is great. Uh, Question for you. If you can't answer it, that is fine. Who are the top five movers in that aggression um, kind of like hybrid statistic, or I guess it's more of like a expectation in your numbers. If, if that's a, answerable question,
0: uh, Jonathan Vegas, Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's one of the, the reasons why, um, Dude, he he's,
1: I know his course history is great here. And for some reason he scrambles very well here. I worry about his scrambling and be able to get up and down when he does go for it and miss.
0: That's fair. Um, it would be Vegas, Cameron Young, Davis Thompson, Siwoo oh, Kim, I Akshay, Okay, I was going to say, West. dude, I
1: was surprised you weren't on Siwoo. I'm sorry. I keep like, I, all right. I love this. Our player pools are probably very, very similar. Uh, Siwoo, my numbers I absolutely love. Again, What's- I just don't want to take all these outrights. I know if it's still only one unit allocated, then I'm fine. We budget for this. But again, I just, I'm scared about Scotty. And then Akshay was the fifth.
0: Uh, it would be, there was a, so it would be Vegas list. Uh, and if, if it's in order of the biggest movers, it would be list Vegas, Cameron Young, Davis Thompson, Siwoo, Akshay would be the sixth.
1: All right. Love it. Okay. Let's uh, fly through the DFS board real quick. It'll be a quick show. We all got stuff to do today, but Scotty and JT. I see both of them over 30%. I don't know how to answer that question right now, so we're going to skip. I'm not going to tell you to fade Justin Thomas, especially with his course history here, and the form is probably the best it has been in years. We've been talking about him um, every single show that he's been in the field. I've been all over JT. I think he's, I mean, I know he's straight up legit right now. Everything about his game is good. Loves this place. Scotty, same thing. Homa, don't uh, let's Let's answer this question, though. 9K, Sahith. Cameron Young, Sanjay, Fitz, Spieth, Burns, Homa. Are there give me two that you do and Clark, sorry. Two that you do not like very much out of those. I think Fitz is probably going to be out for me.
0: Yeah, that would probably be one for me also. As I
1: stand. I think Jordy can give these guys a run. As much like he's got great course history here too. His form is in not as good as JT and Scheffler, but like what's he's got to be pretty aggressive, right? I've never seen him. Just yes. the layup. Right? Yeah,
0: he was. Um, he was just missed that he was 11th for me.
1: So my whole thing here was, what did I have Jordy at? Let me pull up his odds in my book here. I had at 22 and there it opened at 25. I think that was when Hovland was in the field still. So that is long gone. I was going to try to just go Jordan Spieth and take on the top of the board with him, but not going to do that. Um, Sanjay leaves much to be desired for me. I know he's starting to move pretty sharp in the market. I kind of want to bail on Fitz and Sanjay and because I'm going to play a lot of Cameron Young, I'm just going to, I'm going to make my bed with that. I think he actually did pretty good and then imploded on Sunday here last year, but if he could figure out the putter, this course just screams his name.
0: I, as of yesterday, I was out on Cameron Young as the ownership keeps coming in as I run more numbers. I mean, he's I going to seven. Be, yeah, I mean, he's going, he's the I odd would, man out.
1: He's, he's the odd man odd, out for sure.
0: Yeah. He's, I wouldn't even be shocked if he ends up coming in lower than that as, as everything trickles in It just maybe, maybe there are enough shows and enough people that are, are saying his name. Like I, it's not like I haven't seen his name out there. So maybe it does end up being seven, but uh, I mean, for me right now, the only one that is out, out, I guess would be Matthew Fitzpatrick. I don't know if I'm going to get myself to play Cameron Young just because I think an option like Davis Thompson is a very equivalent sort of a route of what I'm looking for. And if I can get him at 6,900 for even less ownership, like I I might just take the upside there and and get contrarian with that route. I I don't know if I necessarily trust where Cameron Young's irons are at this point. Uh, Numbers are going to love him when you're running models on him, but there are concerns. Um, High upside, I guess, very low floor. That's what you're looking for in GPP. So at least that's like the answer if there's no ownership around it, but um, I, I don't know, Nick, it's a, it's a tough range right now. I, I think the Jordan Speeth ownership will be very interesting to see where, what happens there. Um, I liked him much better when he was an outright ticket last week at 30 to one before books readjusted and made him sub 20 to one. I'm out on the outright price on him.
1: Yep. Um, Same.
0: I think Homa's, I think Homa's, Fairly, like to me, the three favorites on the board are, are exactly how it starts. Like it's Scheffler, Thomas, Homa. I don't have problems with any of those three, and I and I do think there's a bit of a of a gap between those three going down. Um, not substantial. There's not a like my model seems to think that Homa should be minus one twenty five against Spieth in, in a matchup. Oh, um, so I mean, there's enough of a difference that's at least worth noting there.
1: Yeah, I, um, guess, I guess mine's pretty similar. I'd be like 118. Yeah. Again, I don't really have a hold percentage baked in, so that probably 125 makes sense for legal bookmaking.
0: I, I don't have a hold percentage uh, baked into mine either. Um, oh, okay. There All right. for, well, you for... love Homa then. Yeah, Oma's, I think Homa's one of the more intriguing plays. I think this is a nice bounce back spot for him. I, obviously, he should have found success at Pebble. Um, I'm just going to throw that out the window for him. For I don't know what happened that week, but I think this is a nice bounce back spot. I keep falling for the Sung J M thing. Form has been bad now in back to back weeks, which I guess would be the concern there. Um I, I don't know what to do. I'm curious to see where the ownership lands, but
1: if he's I- around 20. And I feel like again, like me personally, when I first just made a lineup like yesterday, Sunjay like DraftKings Center just forces you to take him, which again makes me love Cameron Young, which made me like Fitzpatrick for a little bit. And I was like, no. I'd rather probably just go up to speed for a hundred bucks more. What are your thoughts on, so Sanjay, I think is probably more of a cash play, but again, his forms leaves much to be desired. I'm probably going to be out if he's closer to 20%. I'm seeing 15 right now. So again, this means nothing and we'll try to fly through this because I know we got a time limit here, but real quick thoughts on Sam Burns and Thigala and Wyndham Clark.
0: So the thing with Burns, and it kind of goes back to the answer that I talked about for Corey Connors a little bit uh, if I'm viewing this similar to Austin country club, like why not at least consider the person who won the match play in Sam Burns? Um, my model doesn't love him. That would be the one negative thing that is kind of pushing me in a different direction to not want to play him. If he's going to be extremely popular, which I I don't know what ownership percentage you have. I have him currently 12. I have him at 15. Um, which I guess there's not a ton of a difference. Actually, I have met 16. Um, that starts making it a little bit of a difference there, but, um, I, I don't know, Nick. I, I, I honestly think that this is one of those tournaments for me that I'm probably going to want to stack Scotty Scheffler, maybe a hundred percent, which is going to naturally either let me go home and push it down or kind of push me out of this range in general.
1: Okay. Um, DeGala Gall and Clark, nothing for you.
0: Uh, probably out on Clark. Um, I think the Gall is. I think the Gall is one of those golfers where, you know, if he doesn't hit it off the face of the earth here, like there's not a ton of rough, but there's the desert pitfalls that loom, and you never want to fall into that problem. So I, I think the Gall has a lot of upside if he can just find. Fairways. fairways here yeah. or not be so far gone off the track. Like he should have won that tournament in 2022. Uh, he found the water late on 17, but that's kind of the point. He he went for it and just didn't get there. And you know, that's I'd rather go that route with a player.
1: Cool. All right. I don't mind him. Wyndham Clark, any love to go back there?
0: I, I just, the, the only worry I have, I mean, he's been fine here historically, It's hard to bounce back after a win in the way that that was won. He sat around all day on Sunday, not knowing if he was going to play. Then all of a sudden he gets the victory. And, you know, I, I, I don't know how he celebrated or if he celebrated it, but, um, I think he's fine in a vacuum situation here. Like he's a top 15 play for me. I don't have a massive take one way or another, but I don't have the same positive, uh, upside numbers that I did last week I'll tell you that for sure like the safety numbers look better because of the course history here but that boom potential that I saw last week is not necessarily on the sheet for this tournament
1: All right I'm going to go through some guys that have high ownership JT Poston I think we're probably out in tournaments right I- I'm out
0: on JT Poston I have a bad feeling that this may be like the chalk implosion week for him
1: Cool I'm with it uh, His dumbass took a ticket though Adam Hadwin 8k 15% ownership
0: I'm out on Adam Hadwin. Um, It's kind of just one of those players for me. He's great in the desert. He's going to grade very well for most ways that you run the model. Uh, He pops in a lot of ways for me when I look at TPC properties and similar green complexes, but there are problems inside of my sheet. Whether I run it specifically over the last 24 rounds in strokes gain T to green, when I ran it for TPC Scottsdale, Uh, whether you look at other portions of the model like I don't know, Nick. I just think the ownership is too high at the end of the day.
1: Yep. Twice as much as Corey Connors for a hundred bucks more. Give me Corey Connors a million times up a million thoughts on Ricky real quick. Low owned guy up there.
0: Uh, massive upside, very low floor. Um, I've had people I've had actually two or three people want to take Ricky on in a matchup this week. I don't Mm. think I can get myself to go down that route. There's just too much. The floor is very low. He is the lowest floor of anybody. $8,000 and up. He also has the highest ceiling of anybody in this $8,000 range. That's not named Corey Connors for me. So uh, I'm fine taking some shots. He showed flashes last week. Um, I know that the implosion happened and he ended up coming in 47th place, but uh, I'm kind of just looking for signs of these players that have found success at courses. And uh, I think Ricky Fowler's one, I think Hideki Matsuyama is another that I'm going to at least consider him. I'm curious to see where the ownership ends up landing. Cause uh, back-to-back victories here in, I believe it was 2016, 2017. He had a second place the year before those two wins. Uh, only been outside of the top uh, 29, I believe, once in his in his history at this tournament. So um, I kind of like Hideki also.
1: Okay. I think it's a fair price too. Um, Low-long guy I like in the sevens. I like Denny McCarthy. You uh, you're like going to have to sell
0: me on that one. I, I'm probably out on McCarthy.
1: All right. Well, we don't have time for a sales pitch, so I will continue. Um, Talked about Daniel Berger a little bit. You obviously know what you're getting into there. Mark Hubbard at 10%. I think I'd probably have to be out.
0: Yeah, it's probably too much ownership there. My model thinks that it's a a nice price for him, but it's not like Kevin U,
1: 10%? No fucking chance. Yeah, I'm out on Kevin Yu. I like Kitty a lot. Um, What about Ryan Fox?
0: My model has liked Fox for back-to-back starts. I, like, it thought he was a great play at the Farmers. He missed the cut there. Thinks that he's a great play here at 7200. There's no ownership whatsoever. Um, you know, top 40 golfer in the world you're looking at a player that grades inside the top 35 of all iterations of how I ran my model. I have limited data on him in a lot of ways, but inside the top 20 for me on aggression, that was an intriguing return. And then inside the top 30 for weighted total driving plus approach. Yes. Like that's, that's enough for me to want to like, I actually think in this, let's say that's like 70, we can even start at him potentially like this 7,200 and below range. I think there's a lot of really intriguing options. And even if you want to, um, like I think Fox, Kitty um, we're
1: out on Billy, right?
0: I'm out on Billy. I think Luke list makes sense. I think Eric van Royen's a good play. Uh, my numbers liked Aaron Rye my numbers like gary woodland my numbers like adam Svensson. like there's a lot of players in that 7000 to 7200 range that i'll probably be mixing and matching quite a bit
1: all right um let's finish off with some 6k i'm just going to make sure the ownership's not crazy on some of these people jake knapp six percent at 6900 i'll probably be out i know he looked awesome at farmers but i will let him beat me Davis Thompson, love him. I'm with you. I'll probably play K. H. Lee just because I'm a, yeah. I'm a homeboy, and it's TPC. We invented that. uh, Sam Ryder, I'm seeing ten percent, sixty nine hundred. No dice, right?
0: I mean, I think Ryder's better than all the other fade candidates that we've talked about. Like, at least he has some upside inside my model that would intrigue me at the price. I, I think he's too cheap yeah. in price. His like, uh, I-
1: iron plays in a good spot.
0: Like, I, I'm definitely out on any other person where the ownership's too high. I, I'm out in
1: all of those spots. Um, this dude makes a cut every year here too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I could be more inclined to to buy into Ryder. I haven't made a decision there yet. I, I think ownership-wise, uh, it, it's a bad spot to be in. He's one of the biggest uh, negative leverage differences that I have in my sheet, which for a golfer at that price tag, you never really want to start jumping into that mold of a player there. Like, I'd probably rather just, play davis thompson and cage lee but i also don't want to talk anybody out of playing sam Ryder. i think there's ways that you can fit him into a build and it makes sense
1: yeah if he's a cup maker that's fine at that price uh i like brandon Wu, 6800 you like him a little bit
0: yeah Brand- brandon Wu had-
1: very yeah. very similar to me to svenson
0: yeah i mean he's top 50 for me in every way i ran it uh positive in both the dk price and positive for where i have his current ownership right now i think he's intriguing. Um, My model also likes Scott Stallings a little bit. I mean, I know that's your outright ticket that we talked about. I I think this is a nice DK or DFS spot for him. Probably the route that I would be looking to take him on, but I think you alluded to that yourself there. So, um, you know, look, I mean, the thing is there's, there's worse shots that you can take down on this board in an outright market too. Like, we're talking about players down here where if this tournament opens up, all of a sudden 150, 175, 250 to one, like, These are realistic shots that can come in.
1: Bud Cawley making his debut back on the PGA Tour. I guess it's not his debut, but coming back, do you have any love for 6K Bud Cawley? He used to be a stud, man. I remember him in college. uh, When I was in college, I guess he was coming on like a serial cut maker. Um, Car crash. Yeah. Came back to life now. Uh, Obviously, it's dark. He never died, but, you know, came back to golfing life. So excited to see him play, but probably out on 6K, right?
0: The only, I, I'm not playing either one of these two guys, so I don't want to necessarily like start advocating for them, but like the only two players that I would say 6,100 or less that are even somewhat under consideration for me would be Zach Blair and Bud Cawley. Um, They are Blair's both- Blair's
1: well. Yeah. I looked at both, him for a little bit.
0: They're both outside the top 70 of my model. So, I mean, we're looking at players that are kind of fringe cup makers here, but- Uh, No ownership and like every other name in that range is outside of the top 100 for me. Like, so uh, they were at least value differences compared to their uh, counterparts there to where, you know, if you're building 150 lineups and um, you want to get some exposure and you have a deeper player pool, I I don't think it's terrible to randomly throw them into spots. But um, I mean, for me, I'm probably not going lower than... (sighs) I don't know. I mean, my model always likes Carl Yuan. I'm probably not going to go there, though. Probably Jonathan Vegas. I'll, I'll, play
1: Carl, I'll play Carl Yuan just a little bit. I mean, he at least has upside and compound softball. Yeah. I'll play him a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has a little bit of upside in my model. Will Gordon has a little upside in my model. Um, yeah,
1: he dude, he's broken. I think I'm out and will go. But. I think
0: I'm also out on him. But I, I think Vegas is probably like the first real consideration that if I can afford him at 6500 that's per, where we, my preferred range would be.
1: Sweet. Okay. And then my play of the week in terms of like, I think cut make guarantee. So he'll probably miss a cut. Um, I do like Grayson Sick a ton. I think he's in a really good place, ball striker right now, and has a little bit of upside. I think it's fine. Other than that, that's all I got for you. Uh, Sam Stevens, I guess, real quick. He's drawing ownership down low. Uh,
0: My model liked him fine.
1: He looks fine. It's just ball striking is all over the place pounds it off the tee
0: yeah um i i don't what ownership do you see on him
1: five so it's notable at that price range for a guy that can't make a putt
0: yeah i'm probably as it stands in on him okay cool uh but that's that's, all i have yep that's it for me also Uh, as nick said at the beginning you can find us over on links and locks we'll get into more of the betting card i'll talk about the course We'll, we'll have a bunch of discussions there you can find Nick on Twitter at SticksPicks. I am at t-off sports. If you have any questions about the week from any perspective, always please feel free to reach out to us at one of those ha- handles. You can use the code BGP to get a $100 match bonus over on Underdog. Uh, that site right now is taking off with all the different sports that you can play weekly. Uh, look into their season-long best ball drafts. You still have time to enter there. And then uh, pick them contests. Uh, those are areas of the market that I know Nick and I, don't dive into quite as much, but, uh, you know, check them out if you aren't doing so already. Um, so thanks again for all the support, everyone that out there shows us every single week, and we will see you guys back here again for next week's tournament.